0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Grit Per 60 podcast, trade deadline edition. We're going to preview some uh, potential trades. We're going to review some trades that have already happened. And probably by the time this comes out, some other trades will have happened. So be patient with us. Uh, my name is Connor, Connor Farrell. I don't even know my own name at this point. That's how exhausted I am. My name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. And I am joined from Gainesville.
1: Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Brendan, also known as TCJ. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. That sounded like you were addressing that question to like, our listeners, asking them how they are. And I appreciate that. But also, I realized I have to give a response, too. It's really funny because I feel like I do that every episode. So <laughs> I don't know. It sounded different this time for some reason. So, the trade deadline as of this recording is... Two days
1: away. Yeah, but uh, you know, when by the time it comes up, it'll be yes, like, the day. So probably. So anyway, some of the things we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure that as we do this, like Taylor Hall's can get traded in about three yeah. hours. So we apologize in advance. Probably.
0: Okay, where where would do you want to start with? The trades that have already happened.
1: Yeah, I want to start with the one that just happened, literally right before we hit the record button. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Okay. So, we got a three-team trade alert, folks. We're we're
0: starting off spicy. If you, this is this is the type of trade that would make our mom's
1: head spin. Oh, absolutely. She would just be like, "What?" All right. So basically, what happened? is Columbus traded David Savard to Tampa, but for salary cap considerations, they sort of funneled him through Detroit, and Detroit got a pick out of it. Does that that's make not, sense? You can get, what, what kind of pick is it? So Detroit acquired Tampa Bay's fourth-round pick this year. Okay. Um, that's so not, not
0: a bad, like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Processing fee. Yeah, North there you pick. go. Not a not a bad processing fee. Not t- the word I was looking for, but it's what I'm rolling with.
1: Would Ticketmaster be proud of it? <laughs> I think so. Anyway, so Columbus trades. Uh, David Savard. They retained fifty percent of his contract and acquired Tampa Bay's first-round pick in 2021 and a third-rounder in 2022. Detroit retains 25% of Savard and the fourth-round pick in 2021, and they traded away Brian Lashoff, who's just like a guy. He's like an AHL body. And then Tampa acquired Savard and Lashoff, Um, And again, while trading away, it's first rounder in 2021 and its fourth rounder in 2021. um, And it's third rounder in 2022. Did you get all that? Um, Yeah, I think I got all that. How does Tampa still have picks?
0: How they're only missing a second round pick for next year and the following year. How do they still have draft picks?
1: Well, last year year they had two first round picks to deal, so... They didn't really have to go into the archives for that one.
0: I'm, I'm just saying they keep like, they keep rotating this roster around like a little bit each year and they don't, they, they keep, how have they not like traded? I feel like they're always trading away draft picks and yet somehow they still have some.
1: Well, I mean, that's just any team that contends for a long period of time. Like they're just going to trade draft picks.
0: No, but they're not. They're not. Like, they're restoring these draft picks too somehow.
1: Well, I mean, they got one for trading J.T. Miller away last year. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um,
0: So Savard.
1: Yeah the uh, the defensive defenseman that uh, everyone wanted to pick up at the trade deadline goes to
0: goes to the defending Stanley Cup champions
1: yeah yeah you know it's so weird to me that a team like Tampa decides hey we need to be even better this year you know
0: well I I don't think they've updated this with the Savard trade yet so that's probably why they still have all their picks so
1: yeah but uh yeah I mean my problem with this trade deadline though is that there really aren't that many interesting names, especially now that Nashville's gotten itself back into playoff conversation. You know, so (laughs) a guy like Matthias Eckholm is maybe not up for sale. It's just like, oh, yay, David Savard got traded. Big deal.
0: That's the thing is if you, with only playing divisional opponents, a team that says, oh, we're out of the playoffs, we might sell. Like, if you go on a, if you just win like three out of four, suddenly you're back in it and you don't want to sell anymore. Like, that's the projection that you're having to make over these, you know, these last few weeks here. Um, and the Flyers were in a similar situation. It hasn't worked out for them, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, but like, the Blues were not playing well and they're kind of playing their way back into a playoff spot. They're still behind Arizona currently. You've got Nashville playing their way back into the playoffs, like, Someone's gonna drop out and probably be like, "All right, maybe we should have
1: sold at the trade deadline or something." Who knows? Well, that's the thing, though, is that with the schedule this year, and that you only play your division, you're always taking points away from your, you know, fellow playoff contenders, or you're giving points back, or you're leaving. That's points what I'm on saying. So that's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes things very interesting on a week to week basis. Like St. Louis was sort of the sky is falling. Right. And then they come back, they win a couple, including, I think they won nine to one against Minnesota the other night. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, St. Louis is back in the playoff conversation again. Yes. Who's back because that fourth spot in the West totally will matter. You know, (laughs)
0: So so you were talking about, um, I'm going to change gears a little bit here, but getting back to Savard. Yes. You were talking about how the defending Stanley Cup champions have decided that they need to make themselves better now for some reason. Well, do you want to know the reason? Well, because they're in second place. They're in second place. Our Carolina Hurricanes
1: are in first place. This truly is the year of the old Southeast Division, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, but it's the Discover Central Division. So. I would like to welcome our new overlords, our new uh, hockey overlords in the South. No, no, it's not this. It's the South with an F. <laughs> but it, Tampa's doing all of this without their best player. So. Or arguably That's true. their best player.
0: I think he's their best player. Who, who? I mean, okay. So if it's not Kucherov,
1: who's their best player? I mean, you could argue Stamkos or Hedman or Bazilevsky, who's probably going to win the Vezina this year. So yeah, I mean, but goalies are goalies are like valued on a different scale. So oh, and also Stamkos is there. out hurt again. So is he? Is that too?
0: Okay. Well, I thought you were going to argue Stamkos, which I was like... I mean, Kutrov gets more points. Um, <sighs> Hedman, Hedman, I think, is an interesting argument because he is a defenseman, and he does get a lot of points, and he's good at being a defenseman. Like He does the whole shebang pretty well. Um, okay, so Tampa gets bolstered. What does... Detroit and Columbus get out of this. Just draft picks.
1: Draft I mean, De- Detroit gets a free pick. Yeah. It's always nice to get more lottery tickets. Yep. Columbus gets a nice little payoff. You know, getting a first round pick is nice even if it's going to be like 30th, 28th, you know, whatever, late first round. And they they unload some cap too, right? Yeah. And then uh they also get a third round pick too so
0: did either detroit or columbus receive a roster player
1: um no
0: no okay doesn't look like it okay so i mean another four million dollars in the bank for um columbus is pretty pretty nice they can go out and spend like columbus i don't know if columbus needs a full rebuild you know what i'm saying yeah they might be able to draft well and then pick up some UFAs and be able to compete
1: next season, possibly, depending on
0: depending on if they can figure things out with Line A, you know?
1: You, you say this as if they can find free agents who want to sign and Columbus and stay in Columbus. Y- yeah. Plus, they got to yeah. figure out the, the Tortorella question, so...
0: Ooh. That's a, pod, that's a podcast for another day, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, also, they got to figure out what to do with Patty Linea too. Yeah. There are a lot of questions going on in Columbus.
0: Now, is Patrick Line their best player?
1: Uh, <laughs> is there really a best player in Columbus? Right now? <laughs> they're, all, they're all just kind of okay players, I think, for the most part. I was looking at...
0: They are in seventh, so that's not good.
1: I was looking at uh, David Savard's numbers uh, and we're just very much like all, all defense, no offense. And I'm like, yeah, so he's a member of the Columbus blue jackets. Got it. (laughs) Like, I just feel like the Columbus blue jackets are like a team of 20 guys who are the exact same.
0: Okay. So if you take him out of Tortorella's system, do you think the defensive numbers get better or get worse?
1: I mean, I'm not really sure how to answer that. I mean, I think it's a good pickup for Tampa. Uh, you can always, you can always have more good defensemen. How about that? Okay.
0: Okay. So what next? Next trade. Next trade. Uh, which one would you like to talk about? How about? How about? Kyle Palmieri
1: and Travis Sajek to the Islanders. I thought that was interesting, just because I never thought that Travis Sajak would ever leave. Yeah, I mean, he, him and Palmieri
0: have been in New Jersey for forever. Um, so Islanders get Palmieri and Sajak. The Devils get in return first round pick for this year, fourth round pick for next year, Mason Jobst, 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 and AJ Greer. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if. Is the Islanders are going to get much out of Zajac.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's just a currency trade of let's give him one more run at it. You know? Yeah. But I was going to say, uh, Travis Zajac on the or on the Islanders is like uh, Thomas Plekanic as a Toronto Maple Leaf level of weird. Mm. Like, just... I don't, I just don't like the idea, sorry, I just don't like the idea of the Islanders and the devils playing nice with each other. Like yeah, I mean, there's just something gross about like, well, a long time devil playing for the Islanders. It's
0: a COVID flat cap world. So if you can find a, a fit, you do the thing. You don't worry about the fact that it's you're making friends with your enemies.
1: Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm like, Travis Zajac as an Islander.
0: I also, just, mm. how, how strong is the rivalry between the Islanders and the Devils? I guess, naturally, they're pretty big rivalries, just geographically speaking. But, like, I don't know. Do the Islanders have any, like, really strong rivalries other than like the rangers
1: yeah i just i feel like that matchup is like fighting over who is the better younger brother of the rangers you know (laughs) now there's anything wrong with being the younger brother people throw that out there as an insult on on, (laughs) when they when they chirp you know on twitter or whatever there's nothing wrong with that it just it's just very much how it feels So,
0: I mean, I I look at this trade and I go, okay, so the Islanders are trying to fill some of the space left behind by
1: Anders Lee because of Anders Lee's injury. Um, Yeah, if you need that, if you need some goal scoring, Kyle Palmieri is a pretty good option for you.
0: Yeah. And this is a very competitive division. They need to bolster something for this To work for them and I don't know I don't know how much How many more seasons they'll have where they can Compete For a cup I don't think this Trade necessarily makes them a cup Contender although You know you can say well they made it To the eastern Conference finals last Season so maybe they're better than I Give them credit for never count the islanders Because everybody goes well it's just the islanders And then they win And all of their games right even though we're like they shouldn't be winning these games and then they keep winning these games. So I don't, maybe they are a cup contender, but I don't I don't know. I don't know if this trade makes that. Um, but it certainly makes it more c- competitive. Gives I'm them sorry. a better chance in a
1: competitive division. I'm, st- I'm sorry, I'm still trying to figure out your the Islanders aren't a cup contender take. Okay, do you
0: you, <laughs> you look at their Roster and say this team is going. This team could win the
1: Stanley Cup. I mean, if I just look at the names on their roster, sure. But when I look at how they've actually played, yes. If that makes any yes sort of sense. Sorry. So if you look when, at the I, when names, I look at their no. when I look okay. when I look at the names on the roster, I go, I don't know how that becomes okay. a Stanley Cup, you know, competitor. But the way right, they actually what played is they've got 56 points in 41 games. Yes. Oh, and they're also third in the league and expected goals for a percentage. So. Fair enough. I don't know what to do with that. They're also like middle of the pack and course to four percentage, but
0: whatever. So the shots, so not many shots, but the shots that they are getting. Yes, they're a very,
1: they're very Barry trotz e team this Well, year.
0: that makes sense. You know who their coach is. <laughs>
1: It's it's very yeah, this, much. This, this team over plays quantity.
0: like a coach, or this team plays like a team coached by Barry Trotz. Well, they are coached by Barry Trotz.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying, in years past, people have kind of poo pooed on the Islanders because their yeah Corsi 4 percentage and their expected goals four percentages weren't all that great. But mm. this year, they're actually doing the the quality over quantity thing, and it's and it has worked out for them. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, Kyle Palmieri. I mean, he's basically been good for 25 goals a year since 2016. So if you're in need of goal scoring help, and let's face it, every team in this league is, Kyle Palmieri is a pretty good place to start.
0: Brandon Montour to the Panthers. For a third-round pick.
1: He got inexplicably traded to the Sabres for a first-round pick a couple of years ago, (laughs) and I still don't get it.
0: Wait. wait. The Sabres traded a first-round pick for this guy, and now they're... So they turned a first-round pick into a third-round pick.
1: Yes. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah, the the Sabres a couple of years ago we're looking at Anaheim just totally imploding, especially in its own end. And we're like, Hey, we need one of those guys and at a premium price. I don't, I I, I don't get it.
0: I don't know if I guess, I don't know if the Panthers or the Sabres win this trade, but I do know that
1: Brandon Montour wins this trade. Yeah. But I mean, you can say about any guy who goes from a bad team to a good one. Well, but this is like, How do I explain? So,
0: like, the Sabres. But, like, the, the Sabres aren't... Well, I guess this is true for the Panthers as well. I was going to say the Sabres aren't just a bad hockey team. They are poorly managed, and have. they don't really have... They're chronically bad. Which, I guess, is also true for the Panthers until this season. Like, mismanaged to the point of... Like you don't, there's not a whole lot of optimism for the Sabres to get better in the short term or even really in the long term. I guess the thing with the Panthers is they are competitive and they look like the Panthers have been playoff teams in the past, but they, there wasn't really much of a threat this year. They kind of look like a threat.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to credit guys like Carter Verhage coming out of nowhere and having (laughs) incredible years. And I, I get why they felt the need to go out and acquire a defenseman after yes. you know Aaron Eckblad went down, but Brandon Montour ain't it?
0: <laughs> no, well, okay. So this is this is my my point. So earlier this week, they I already well, we mentioned it before the show started. I already forgot who they traded. They traded a player and said some cap space.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brett uh, Bre Connolly. Yeah, Brett Connolly
0: traded Brett Connolly. Do you, okay. So, are you clearing that cap space for Brandon Montour?
1: There's got to be something else, right? Yeah. I mean, I would imagine there has to be another move coming. I but. mean, I'm just thinking like,
0: with the trade deadline, they probably have like, hold on, I'm looking it up on cap friendly now. Uh,
1: deadline cap space $12 million. Yeah, like they've got room to make moves. They just, I don't know. My point is, you shouldn't go out and acquire bad players on purpose. No. Do you think Brandon Montour is a bad player? Yes. Oh. Okay. He was a defenseman who played in Anaheim and Buffalo. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know player evaluation... There's a lot it, more going lot, on yeah, there in both
0: of those situations.
1: I know, but his his fancy numbers are pretty awful. So you don't think a change of scenery could unlock something there? I don't think so. I just... No. No. No? All right. Well, maybe they
0: are going to do something else. I look at this roster and I go, they could probably add in a middle six forward or something like that. Um, the, the problem that the Panthers are going to have is they might not have as much wiggle room as you think just because Barkov is a UFA at the end of this year. And we know from him constantly being pegged as the most underrated player in the NHL. He is about to make bank wherever he goes. Like, he is highly valued around the NHL. So if they have well, to try to re-sign him to keep competing,
1: Well, I they mean, might if need... He's, if he's, might he's perennially underrated, though, that means he should come in cheaper than other players who are just as good as him.
0: <laughs> not, if, not if everybody says he's underrated. If everybody says he's underrated, then he's valued around the league.
1: Yeah, but that means by some people around the league, he's underrated. Oh my gosh.
0: So okay, so some
1: I'm just saying that everyone is operating under the assumption that other guys rate Barkov less than they do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think that they make another move. I just don't know how much if your goal is to re sign Barkov, how much space do you actually
1: have? Well they've got another year to figure that out. No, the contract runs out in 2022. Oh, in 2022.
0: I'm looking at the wrong columns. Womp, womp.
1: Incredible. And at that time, also, you got to be clearing space for Carver So, Oh, okay. But he's an RFA. That's a little bit different. Yeah, but I mean, come on. A little bit Clearly, their best player this year.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Do so you I guess start talking about things that could happen, or is there well, I was just mention? about to
0: use this to springboard into. If you are the Florida Panthers, are there any players on this list that seem interesting to you?
1: Well, they've got a few options. Um, Mikhail Granlund could be one. If you're talking about okay. adding other forward to that group, Mikhail Granlund is probably up there.
0: I mean, I'm just looking. Wenberg is your second center.
1: Yeah. And so uh, Granlin gives you another option down the middle.
0: I, I think Granlin looks good. I don't know that they probably have the room for that. I don't know what the Predators, but that's good. If the Predators decide that they aren't selling.
1: Yeah. But Granlin is a pending UFA. So maybe they would. Yeah. I mean, I don't, even if the Predators make the playoffs, I don't think anyone in that organization sees them as a legit contender at this point. So I was looking at,
0: Sam Bennett for this just because he's a pending RFA. So I think this is a trade that you make if you think you can re-sign him. Um, and I look at the Panthers and I go, they I don't know if they really want like a one-year rental player because they're kind of beginning their window if you want to think of it that way. Um, so I'm thinking, who do I want to build? I don't know if I necessarily want to build the future pushes around Sam Bennett, but if you think this guy can be a a piece moving forward, he could give you another middle six option.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, that Sam, I know that Sam Bennett wants to get out of Calgary. Well, who doesn't? But I don't know if I would use the phrase build around Sam Bennett. Yeah, no,
0: that's probably <laughs> a poor... I'm just I mean he's
1: like... he, he's all right. But he's also not the guy that he was picked that highly to be if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
0: He's good. Um but, I mean I was just thinking like positive impact player could play third or second line
1: minutes as a center. Um I don't Look, know. I mean the the problem is that there's just not that many interesting pieces at the trade deadline this year. I well, mean, really, there's the Taylor Hall question, and well, that's kind that, of it. I was about to say.
0: Or, how about, well, we do you want to talk about Taylor Hall? Because I just had another idea, but we can talk about Taylor Hall.
1: Well, I also would like to point out that this I think this is what tells you the most about this trade deadline. Looking at the Athletics trade board, mm-hmm. the fourth guy on their trade board is Luke Luke Glendening. Who on what planet is Luke Glendening the like fourth most guy you should watch out for? <laughs> like again that goes to my hey. please don't purposefully acquire bad players thing. Cool. He wins faceoffs 55% of the time. Fantastic. But why don't you find someone who's good at way more important things?
0: Okay. So I have two ideas for Taylor Hall. One is the one that I think would be the most fun. And the other one is my most fun, probably most entertaining for the NHL. And the other one is my chaos theory. Okay. Do you want do you want the rational one first?
1: Um sure. Carolina. Like I could see it. Yeah.
0: So the, the problem with Taylor Hall is not only do you need the picks to make it work you, and the prospects, because the Sabres basically are starting over is what it sounds like. So picks and prospects, what you kind of would want to give up. You also need room for the $8 million contract for at least this season. That's gonna be a big issue. So I was first. I was looking at Montreal, and I was like, okay, they've got a bunch of like draft capital that they can give up, and they've got a pretty good prospect pool that they could trade pieces from, but they have no cap space because they spend ten million a year on Carey Price and another, I think it's seven million a year on uh, Jake Allen. So they don't. They have no cap space. So Taylor Hall cannot go to the the Canadians unless they trade away like Jake Allen or Kerry Price, basically. Just a, um, just
1: a fact check here real quick. It's four point three five for, uh, for Jake well, Allen okay. this Significantly, year. Significantly point stands. It, they're still spending almost $15 million on it's still too much on
0: goaltending. Um but it might you know it might come into play. They might need that backup goaltending in the playoffs. Who knows? Um so then I went to Carolina who has a deadline cap space of $10 million. They could make they can make that contract work for this season. And they don't necessarily need to make it work beyond that. Um, they have the only draft pick that they are missing. Between now and 2023 is this year's fifth. And they have a plethora of seventh round picks. If that matters to you. And according to Corey Promen. They have I think the fifth best prospect pool. Um, So we're looking at something like, I had it, I had it, I had it. That's the wrong one. Okay, we'll just click here. Number five, Carolina Hurricanes. We're looking at like, no, Ryan Suzuki for Taylor Hall. Well, Ryan Suzuki, some picks for Taylor Hall.
1: Yeah, I mean, Carolina's an intriguing option because I I feel like they always are looking for, for guys to bolster their offense. But he would also fit in perfectly with the hurricanes of a couple of years ago, because Taylor hall is all playmaking with absolutely zero shooting luck. If it wasn't for bad luck, he would have no luck at all when it comes to shooting, especially this year. But, Oh wait, uh, what is your, what is your more chaotic? Theory? My chaotic one,
0: the New York Rangers.
1: Why is that chaotic? Because
0: so the Rangers are kind of on the outside looking in, and this is a one-year contract. Um, And they have, I mean, they've got the prospects to make it work. They've got the cap space to make it work. I don't know. I haven't looked at their draft capital. I'm just thinking like, this is not, basically that would be a trade to give us yet another team trying to make the playoffs out of that East division in a division that already has more good teams than playoff spots. Like that would just, it would throw off so much. If the Rangers go on a run and Taylor Hall makes that run happen, that would be like the East is basically going to beat itself up. And nobody's going to be ready for the playoffs, I don't think, or not ready for like when they have to play Carolina or Tampa because they've had because Carolina and Tampa has played Detroit and Columbus for the entire season. You know, like I don't know. I just think that would be that's my chaos idea that that could actually happen. Thoughts. So-
1: I mean, on that front, yeah, I don't know if the Rangers would truly have the desire for that, to to go in on someone like that.
0: They're five points behind the last playoff spot, and that last playoff spot belongs to the Bruins, who have two more games to play than the
1: Rangers do. But what I will say is that... I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I I could see a team like New York wanting to bolster their forward depth. I mean, I think... I think the hockey men are galaxy-braining Taylor Hall way too much. Yeah, like, all the teams he's played for are bad, but, like... Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone's really saying, oh, look how much better Arizona is without him this year, or how much better Buffalo... Or not Buffalo. How much better... New Jersey is this year without him or, I mean, really you can't tell me that the Edmonton Oilers would be a worse team with Taylor Hall right now.
0: Well, yeah. Can you imagine that? But like that Edmonton Oilers team with Taylor Hall would be. Very good. Um, the, the last element that I forgot to talk about with this is Taylor Hall still has to waive his no movement clause. And I think he would do that for a team like Carolina, just because Carolina is contending. But I think he would also do that for a team like New York, because everybody wants to go to New York. Everyone wants to go play on Broadway. And that's not just like a Taylor Hall thing there. I drawn a blank on the players now. Um, oh, well, Artemi Panarin, there we go. Only wanted to go play in New York. So if, He has to waive his no-movement clause. I could see that happening for the Rangers.
1: Can I tell you my sort of chaotic Taylor Hall theory? Do you have a rational one first? Um, Not really, because it doesn't seem like anything involving Taylor Hall is particularly rational right now. Okay, go. This was going to be a lot more, um, I guess, original before today. But I've seen multiple people report on how the Sharks want to use their very available cap space. My thought originally was Buffalo trades Taylor Hall to Colorado through San Jose. Mm. Oh. Because Colorado has like no space. They're like capped out. But where there's a will, there's a way, right? The problem is this theory falls apart when you realize that Colorado only has three picks this year already. Oh. and they're also already missing their second and their fourth next year so i'm not really sure how willing they are to trade assets like that right now um mm-hmm. uh, but there might be there might be a, you know maybe prospects or something i don't
0: know particularly if the sharks are charging a processing fee
1: yeah well that's the entire point of this yeah it would be for the sharks to get a free pick out of it but you know, because I was, was just, I, I, yeah, I was just thinking about how I was just thinking about how the sharks could use that because I don't think people report on it if it wasn't likely to happen. And to me, the a guy like Taylor Hall who has a fairly big contract seems like the most likely candidate for that. Like no one's going to go to those kind of lengths for Luke Glendening, right? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, people, maybe, are,
0: people are way more likely to give up assets for Taylor Hall than they are for Luke Glendening. Yes,
1: you know maybe a team like the Blues, who are pretty capped out right now, uh, maybe they would be interested in that sort of thing. That would help change up their team. Um, you know, there, there's got to be some team that's competitive and kind of up to the cap, but can still find a way to work it out that. Um, I I think that would happen. But anyway, that's that's my sort of theory.
0: Well, if we want to go back to the Florida Panthers trying to make a move, I think they've got the cap space. Yeah, got more cap space um,
1: than the Hurricanes do. Minnesota has a little bit of cap space that they could work with. You know, a team like. Hmm, I guess, you know, like you said, Montreal or I don't know. That was that was my thought. I was I was just trying to think of players that would need that sort of third party to to come in and and do that work. And I, I do think there would be demand for that sort of thing in a flat cap world. But I was just trying to find a match. Okay. Do
0: you have anything else on Taylor Hall?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: Do you mind if I float an idea in your direction? Sure. Okay. So going back to Montreal, they are without um, Brendan Gallagher, right? So I imagine they'll try to find some way to, despite their cap situation, try to fill that need. Somehow. So we've got a bunch of pending UFAs on this this board here. What about a guy like Mike Hoffman?
1: Hmm. Mike Hoffman's interesting. Scoring winger. Yeah, in that he's... You know, he's just one of those guys where his only real asset is his shooting ability. And... I don't know. I don't know if St. Louis is willing to sell pieces this year or not. Hmm. Um, I mean, the thought is that if anyone was to go, it'd be Hoffman because he's on an expiring deal. He's only got nine goals this year. Right. Though he is he's shooting eleven and a half percent. That's not not horrible. But it is just below his career average. So, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe there is a thought that you know. That a change of scenery could work out for him. You
0: know, it'd be hilarious. What? Mike Hoffman for Jake Allen? No, that's not happening. (laughs) Why would you think about that? Because I'm if we so if we're sending Hoffman to the Canadians, I'm like, okay, they're gonna have to send back a roster player to make this work. I mean, I guess they could send somebody like Eric Stahl and to compensate, you know, if you're you're not comfortable, know the um, Blues are like, well, you don't really want Eric Stahl. The point is to get the contract off the books, they could send them picks and prospects to make up for it if they wanted to. Um, But then I'm like, okay, what other roster players could they give up that would make sense? And Jake Allen seems like the easiest way to clear some space. I mean, you're not really going to get. I guess they could get rid of uh, Tatar if they feel like he's not producing. That's $4 million. That's a, That's enough. $4.8 million. That's enough space to bring in um, another roster player. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at their defenseman. Shea Weber. I don't see them getting rid of Shea Weber. Jeff Petrie. I, is it Petrie or Petrie? Because I've heard it both ways.
1: I think it's Petrie. Regardless, he's not moving.
0: He's not moving. Uh Joel Edmondson. I don't know if they really want to get rid of him. Ben Schrod is good. Brett Kulak doesn't really clear enough space, but I guess neither does Eric Stahl. I guess if you did Stahl and Kulak, but that's that's a lot of contract that I don't know if the blues want both of those players. Like, so I'm just I'm sitting here like, all right, if they're gonna try to make this work, who would they who are they give up and it's and like I guess Jake Allen. And then I realized that it'd be going to the blues. So I'm not I'm not totally insane. So anyway, you got anything else on the Taylor Hall front? Or not, or Mike Coffin or whatever. Not on Mike Coffin. I just think it'd be interesting as a way of replacing Brendan Gallagher's uh production.
1: All right. Trade deadline, you got anything else? Well,
0: do you have anything on the
1: Devin Dubnik trade, Mr. Sharks fan? I mean the Sharks acquired him for a fifth. They tried him out for a few games, decided he wasn't good enough to keep because Devin Dubnik is just not a good goaltender. Then they sent him to Colorado for a fifth and a seventh. I mean, they basically got back what they what they paid for. Um, That's pretty good. That's not I bad. Mean, yeah, it's fine. It's just you know, yeah, there had to have been a better goaltender that they could have looked for in the offseason. Like, I just I just don't like the idea of acquiring a goalie like Devin Dubnik, who's not very good. And we all kind of knew that he was not very good heading into the season. Right. Playing him for a few games, being like, hey, this goaltender is not very good. And then basically shipping him out for pretty much exactly what you paid for.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I guess
1: I guess in terms of mistakes involving goaltenders there are far far worse things you can do It's just it's just very weird from a sharks perspective where you would think they're a team that would want to accrue as many picks as possible right now as they're undergoing this weird sort of retool but not quite a full rebuild sort of thing like I mean is it, the situation right now for them is is fine between the pipes in the sense of okay now they have time to see what um, Alexi Melnichuk and Joseph Koronar have you know and see if maybe one of them can at least play as a backup next year you know just to see where those guys are in their development but I don't know. It's just, it's just a little weird. I mean, I'm glad that Colorado went out and got another goaltender after all of their goaltender injuries, both last year and this year. So good for them. I don't want to see a team like that as good as they are, be derailed by goaltending injuries again.
0: Yeah. As a Flyers fan, we, we see what happens when you don't have enough goaltenders. Um, last question that I have I don't even know if you'll have the answer to this, but I was hoping maybe you could shed some light on this. Why is Jake DeBrusque on this NHL trade board? I understand why people would be interested in Jake DeBrusk. I don't understand why the Bruins would be
1: selling him. I'm, I don't know. I'm just looking at the trade board and – I'm just reading through, and apparently his scoring rate doesn't drop in the playoffs. That's yes, exactly it. I mean, if you're, I mean, I guess if you're the Bruins and you want to go out and get another veteran who would, you know, bolster your lineup, you know, a young forward like Jake DeBrusk would be suitable return. But yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, weird. No. Because, I
0: mean, essentially, you would be trading Jake DeBrusque for a player that is better than him right now, I guess is what you're saying?
1: Yes. That isn't, I mean... Or you could do the old hockey trade and you go forward for a defenseman.
0: I don't know, that doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, why? You know... I don't know how to explain that other than just keep Jake
1: DeBrusque.
0: I don't know. That's all I had.
1: All right. Um, is that all you had, period? Yes. Okay. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GritPer60Pod and follow us on Twitter at BferL 727 for myself and at TC underscore 904 uh, for, for Connor. But thank you for listening and have a good one.